What's up, guys? Thank you all for checking out this edition of the New Generation Hero Talk Podcast. I am your host, EJ Stewart, and we have a great show lined up for you guys today. We'll be talking about the apparent casting of Dakota Johnson as Madam Web. There have been plenty of reports about uh, Dakota Johnson potentially becoming Madam Web in the Sony Spider-Man universe. <coughs> Dakota Web seemed to give an indication that those reports are true on her Instagram page. We'll talk about that in a little bit and how we like that fit. We'll also be talking about the future of Charlie Cox. Of course, he appeared in Spider-Man No Way Home as Daredevil, or at least as Matt Murdock. We expect him to be in plenty of other projects moving forward. Cox gave us his thoughts on just the, the, the excitement of being a part of the MCU and what he expects to see from his character or what he hopes to see from his character moving forward. So that should be a fun discussion. And we'll be talking about the Batman. We got some box office projections for that movie for the first time. The numbers are interesting for all I'm concerned. I think some of the reasoning behind the numbers are interesting in terms of the pros and cons as to as to, as to this uh, movie's box office appeal. So I think it's a very interesting conversation. I'm really excited to have with my guys. So it should be a great podcast. Join me on my co-host, starting with Shamari Stewart. And Sham, I want to begin with uh, a shout-out to Kendall, uh, who's also on this podcast, who we'll bring in shortly. Um, he he, he, he uh, acknowledged that this week, of course... We're all anticipating the, the the drop of a potential Doctor Strange trail. Not necessarily this week, but at some point soon. We saw the first trail that came out at the post credit scene for Spider-Man No Way Home. And we're now anticipating what that next trailer will be. I'll say it here as I said it before. I thought the first trailer was kind of mid, in my opinion. But the next trailer apparently could be mind-blowing. A cast member or a crew member from that film apparently was on Instagram uh basically hyping up that when people see this next trailer it will be mind blowing. Uh I don't know where this comment came from, but I'm looking at the screenshot right here. Uh she said wait until you see the next trailer with two mind blown emojis and a eye looking away emoji. <coughs> so if you're uh, an emoji <laughs> if you're an emoji expert, you know that this is big time, that this this is supposed to be serious business for all I'm concerned. Sham, what do you make of this comment that we see on instagram and what would you expect to be to, to what would you expect to kind of move the needle on the doctor strange 2 trailer when that comes out what would it what would what would you need to see from that uh first of all glad to be on the show as always what's up uh, always good to be on the show with you guys um i mean i don't know for, and, and i mean we talked about the other trailer we saw after eternals i like that trip you know, I thought it was a good trailer. I know, I know a lot of people Spider-Man. out there. Yeah, or after, Spider-Man. after Spider-Man, actually. Yeah, yeah. yeah. All these new movies and stuff. <laughs> Go to movies so much. But, uh, but I thought that was a good trailer. But I thought it was good, anticipating that we'll get more, and it looks like we will. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, which is what I would have expected. So I'm expecting this trailer to have something significant. We got some little glimpses, teases. I consider that first trailer a tease. Yeah, so I'm expecting this to be more of a full trailer where we get a, a more of a hint of what the plot is um, and we get um, maybe even some reveals potentially in terms of some of the wow characters that we're going to see. Um, so, yeah, this, this is not a surprise to me. Um Though, you know, I think even with this, I would be surprised if, say, like a fan, a, 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 you know, a, uh, um, if like a Reed Richards or something shows up, I would still be surprised 
if something like that happens. But <laughs> but uh, but yeah, I'm not. I wouldn't be surprised if it's a, if it's the second trailer is is definitely a great trailer. So yeah, th- I mean, it just gets me more hype, honestly. Okay, Shamari Shamari says he, he he's he's expecting uh, perhaps something major in this next trailer. Kendall was the person who alerted us to this story as we were getting ready for this show. He joins us on the podcast. Great to have him as always. Kendall, what would you like to see from a Doctor Strange 2 trailer that would um, that would warrant this kind of mind-blowing emoji explosion that we see on this uh, on this Instagram uh, post about what the next trailer will look like? Yeah, I mean, in terms of uh, first of all, I will say that uh, you're right in that it could be this week. Uh, if if we are while we're watching Joe Burrow and Jamar Chase gritty mm. all over the uh, the L.A. Rams. Oh, is that an early is that an early Super Bowl pick? Is that an early Super Bowl uh. pick? We, we got because we got we got sports talk coming this got week. Got a couple days. Got a couple days, got, got a couple days to, to, to think it over. But um, <laughs> Jamar is gritty, uh, Justin gritty. Jefferson style. Um, <laughs> While that's happening, we will be getting a lot of Super Bowl ads. Uh, Disney typically has a presence. Yeah. Uh, you know, there are quite a few things that people are looking forward to. Obviously, we already saw Moon Knight, Monday Night Football. Do we get more Moon Knight? And do we get Doctor Strange? Kenobi's a whole other situation. Maybe yeah, we'll talk Kenobi, about that. But, but, but yeah, so we could be seeing something Doctor Strange. Um, Will they do what we saw from Halo in the in the conference championship game last week, where uh, or two weeks ago, where we got um, where we got a small spot during the halftime, and then also a larger one online? That would seem to make more sense if you're going to do a full trailer for Doctor Strange. But yeah, in terms of what I want to see, or you know, I mean, or what would warrant this kind of thing? I mean, I think. You can't do what you did last time because what you did last time was make it seem like Doctor Strange Two is is just Doctor Strange Two. It's just yeah, a with, a little, with a little bit of uh, you know, Wanda's sprinkled in. You know, a little, little cameo from America Chavez. Yeah, America Chavez, <laughs> but at the end of the day, it just looks like Doctor you know we get Mortal, we get you know Christine Palmer, yeah. and you know that's not what anybody's excited about. Besides maybe the Wanda part and the WandaVision sequel part of it, no one's excited about anything that they showed us in that trailer. Uh, with this movie, what people are excited about, for the most part, are the cameos and the reveals and the whole wacky multiverse part of it that was only slightly teased in the last trailer. They need to go and show us that if they want to get people to if they want to get people excited to the level of maybe not Spider-Man No Way Home, but somewhere in that vicinity, because what we know about this movie uh, reportedly and just, you know, what we're hoping to see is that it could be on that level based off the stuff that they're saying, but you know, they didn't, they didn't tease that in that last trailer. So I, you know, that's what they're going to have. That's what we're going to have to see. Like Shamari said, you know, is it Reed Richards? Do we have to see Reed Richards? I don't know. Um, you know, know, everybody's talking about is Tom Cruise playing Iron Man. Is it Captain Carter? Like there's all these different things that, you know, all these different characters we've seen in the past. And that's what I think really will get to people. You know, and, and you know, it, it, if you show us characters that we've seen in Marvel's past, maybe that are even outside of the MCU, 
show us actors, you know, Ben Affleck is Daredevil or something, you know, maybe not that one exactly, but a, something Cage. similar. Yeah, Nicholas yeah. Cage is Ghost Rider, you know, or Ed Norton's Hulk. Like, you show somebody, you show us that, and then all of a sudden people are like, wait, what is this movie? What's going on? Right. Yeah. The other yeah. yeah. Oh, my God. <laughs> Yo, there's no way you'll see Terrence Howard. That would be crazy. A main. A A Doctor Strange main. No, nah, we we want we will not get that. Um, no, nah, I, I I definitely agree with those sentiments. Like I said, I was pretty adamant um, about my feelings of the first Doctor Strange trailer. I think Kendall touched on why. You know, it felt too much like a a straight sequel of Doctor Strange one, which was a good movie, but just not something that I think is gonna really get people super excited about. Um, I like that they did you know reference Wandavision and West and Westview and things like that, but I I, I, did, I thought that first trailer kind of missed the mark. So this next one, I think, has to be major. I think that it would make sense for the Super Bowl to be a drop because I was thinking about it uh, this weekend that, you know, for the last few Super Bowls, we kind of had major movies that we really were anticipating something from in some capacity or at least major projects. Last year, of course, it was all those Disney Plus projects. I felt like this year, there hasn't really been much chatter about what to expect from the Super Bowl. We did just get a Moon Knight trailer. And Not Strange is the next one, so that would be the one to kind of get ready for. But that doesn't feel like there's a lot of, of attention on that project right now probably because the batman is taking up a lot of the oxygen and we still did come off of seeing of course uh spider-man no way home which took up a lot of oxygen so that could factor in but i agree i think we need to see some aspect of the multiverse bending situation and and that to show up in a very obvious way it can't be just seeing an evil version of dr strange it can't be um you know, seeing, you know, more Mordo and seeing, even, again, the characters we've seen, America Chavez and Wanda, that's nice, but we need to get beyond that. We need to see something that's truly a WTF kind of moment in the next trailer, I think, to really hook people and get people really excited for this film. It's funny, I went back to see, because I was curious, when we talk about the success of the last movie, which I think we all agree was successful, I was curious what that that movie did in the box office. Could you guys guess what the opening weekend was in the domestic numbers for uh, Doctor Strange 1? The opening box office for yeah. Doctor Strange? Opening weekend? Uh, uh, opening weekend? I mean, hey, 60 million. Def- I would say over 100. Okay, over- so you, get, you guys literally split the difference. So it was 85. All right, well, there you go. So it was 85. So, like, so it's interesting. So Shamari thought a little lower, Kendall thought much higher. And sometimes I think in my head, I think I was more towards Kendall. I thought that it was this massive opening that the movie, of course, opened in November of that year. And that's what 85 I was. Like, OK, that's not that's a very good number. It's not a mind blowing number, certainly from Marvel, uh, Marvel capacity. I think because we kind of view Doctor Strange in terms of the insider in our brain, we kind of view it as in some ways adjacent, in some ways even equal to Spider-Man No Way Home in terms of the ramifications for the Marvel Universe and for the multiverse, I think sometimes we may have to temper expectations regarding the kind of hype you expect to see for this movie. Because I'm like, for a movie that is supposed to be this massive movie that, you know, is supposed to bring in so many new characters potentially, there isn't much conversation around that. There isn't much dialogue around it. And uh, and there just hasn't seemed to be that kind of, you know, apparatus in terms of the commercial campaign for the film. You know, Doctor Strange is not Spider-Man. <laughs> That's something that... I think I myself had to remind myself of, and even despite 
a very strong opening for a brand new franchise. It's still, it's still did 85 million, which is not a hundred. It's not some of the other bigger numbers we've seen from Marvel. So we, despite what the ramifications may be for this film, we may have to temper our expectations regarding uh, just the hype level for this film. And I'm wondering if a trailer can get it to that level. You know, is it possible? I, I think it's certainly possible. Then you deal with the balance of, you know, do you give up too much? Do you show too much in a trailer? You know, that's where you get to the meat and potatoes of what is actually in this movie. What is this movie offering in terms of big surprises and big reveals? Is it a lot? Is it a little bit? Is it not really all that much? And we're kind of moving overhyped this movie for years. All that, of course, will remain to be seen. But I think it's a good time to shift gears and let's talk about Madam Web. So Dakota Johnson appeared to respond to rumors that she is in line to play Madam Web in a future Spider-Man spinoff film. Johnson's name has been linked to the role as of late, and she took to in her Instagram stories to share an emoji of a web. Seemingly, uh, this is a crazy, everything's with emojis today. I don't, <laughs> this is the second emoji story we're doing today. But uh, she shared an emoji of a web, seemingly a nod to the latest reports. Uh, a Madam Web project has been long rumored to be in the works at Sony, and with the uh, added, adi- added attention to the Spideyverse, the psychic clairvoyant, uh, would make sense to have a role in the Spider-Man universe moving forward, in the Sony universe moving forward. Now, the original Madam Web has always been depicted as kind of an elderly woman. Clearly, Dakota Johnson is not that. Uh, but there has been more recent iterations of Madam Web, particularly uh, former Spider-Woman Julia Carpenter has recently taken on the role of Madam Web, which I didn't know. I actually learned this today. She apparently, Madam Web, was killed by, uh, I think, the kids of Craven, and she transferred her power to Julia Carpenter, which is pretty interesting including her blindness so i don't know if that's the route they're gonna go but either way shamari do you support the casting of johnson as madam webb um i do uh honestly you know just looking at uh you know what she looks like just pictures recently um uh she looks good she looks she looks like someone i could definitely see as madam um and um, I mean, the last time, the last thing I saw that she was in was the Social Network, and that was like over a decade ago. She wow. was so, in the Social Network. Yeah. Uh, I did yeah, very I'm much. a big fan of that movie. Did yeah. know, I didn't know she was in it. <laughs> yeah, she was a yeah, she was in that movie. Yeah, she did a good job. It was a very good movie. So, um, but yeah, I, I have I have nothing against it. I still think this movie is kind of is very strange. Um, I feel like they're gonna be they're gonna be taking a lot of liberties with this movie, and I and I. Would would be glad that they would, because <laughs> right. um, needs have a little more meat on the bones in terms of this character and making a whole movie, like it, like it. it and I don't even really know what the, this movie will be. If this will be an action movie, if it will be a suspense movie, a thriller. I don't even know what this is. So I guess it's a superhero movie. I I guess. But I mean, I, I mean, I don't know. So, um, so yeah, you know, I mean, I just this movie is such a blank canvas. Um, but I do like this casting. You know, I think this is a good casting. Um, again, it's, it's still, uh, it's still, you know, kind of just murky. I don't, it's, I don't really know what they were looking for uh, in an actress. But I mean, I think she could play the role of Madame Web. So I, I don't have any problem with it. Kendall, of course, she has a, she has. You know, she was the the star character in the Fifty Shades, uh, 50 Shades. series, so she she's familiar with, with working within franchises. Kendall, what do you make of the idea of Dakota Johnson being Madam Web? Yeah, uh, you know, I I you know uh, not super familiar with the actress's work. 
can't claim to be a huge uh, fan of the Fifty Shades franchise, <laughs> but um, but what I what I will say is it surprises me uh, a little bit. There's there's a little bit of a controversy out there because Madam Web is is a blind character and yes. people upset that they did not ca- cast a blind actress uh, to play the character. Um, you know that's just out there. Uh, I don't really have much of a of a comment on it personally, but. What so, I, same thing as Daredevil controversy. Yeah, I mean Daredevil. Yeah, is another one uh, that that has that. Um, what I what I'll say that surprises me about this casting though is, you know, this is a character that typically is older. Uh, yeah, you know, yeah. a, a lot of people kind of, you know, I like we when we talked about it, I pegged as the the sort of archetype actress to, to go after was was a Meryl Streep. Yeah, Meryl um, Streep, uh, Helen Helen Mirren, someone like that. Right, yeah. and and obviously, you know that was a that was you know unrealistic, and that would have cost you know Sony a fortune to get someone like Meryl Streep. But like you said, someone in that in that in that vein would have made sense. And uh, obviously, that is not Dakota Johnson uh, by any stretch of the imagination. So clearly, they're and making with, and with the technology now. They're able to both age up and age down actors and actresses so that, well. That is true. It makes you wonder how much that even matters now. That is a good point. We saw, what they point. Did, we saw what they did to Captain America in uh, <laughs> yeah. Chris, Chris Evans. That's true. Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, I you know, that's a good point. Will this be sort of a Cruella kind of thing where it's a origin? Will it right. be? Yeah. Could they that's do both cool. where they... Yeah, you know where she there is an older version of of her, but the but mostly it's Dakota Johnson playing the character. Right. You know, I don't know how much I care that much. <laughs> it's Madame Web. I mean, I don't, I don't even know what this is. You know, I don't, again, I don't know what the movie. I don't know what the movie's gonna look like. Um, it, you know, but I don't have to. I honestly, this is one of those movies where I have to. I have to hear more about it before I can really get invested. Um, just on the surface, you telling me it's a Madame Web movie isn't gonna make me go crazy. Right. I you know I need to know what's the plot, and I'm not even saying I need Spider Man to be in it, no. but I just need I just need a framework because there is no I mean does Madam Web does she even have her own comic issue? You know, like this is a character <laughs> that's completely never been this featured, so I'm like this 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 would be uh this is going to be strange, uh, no doubt. Yeah, I mean, you know, I, I've talked about it. You know, Madam Web has not been my cup of tea ever when it came to Spider Man at all. Whether you're talking about comic books, whether you're talking about uh, the animation, which is probably a, a lot of people's exposure to Madam Web is probably through the animated series through the 90s, which was a great series. But I think most would agree Madam Web was one of the worst elements of that series. So I, I'm not really the biggest Madam Web fan. I think Dakota Johnson is a, is a talented actress for sure. Um, it's a puzzling casting given the age situation shamari makes a great point about you know could you up her age or de- or de-age her and that could that honestly becomes an interesting conversation just about hollywood i mean just how you know because when you're talking about yeah. dealing with a character who's supposed to be elderly of course there is the realistic aspect of real life and how long the person can play in that role and so that that's a real thing so if you're talking about you know i don't want to cast a 70 year old person to be madam web because i need this person to be madam web for the next 15 years that's again that become thing of okay does it become age discrimination then when you're casting young people to be older roles that is it's a whole that's an interesting conversation i think an interesting 
uh, a ball of web, so to speak, <laughs> that that definitely could be weaved through maybe at another time. Um, but but the idea of, of casting a younger Madam Web is probably better. I don't know what an old an old Madam Web movie looks like. I can't even begin to think about what that looks like. Like I don't know how you would tell that story. Could you tell a younger story that could be a little that make a little more sense? Maybe it'll be a little more exciting. I guess you know, but this is a character that really hasn't. She has she she really hasn't been active like someone who's actually out here scrapping. Like she's usually just been someone who just relays information or knows details about things. So how you drive a story to that? I don't know. It's interesting. I feel like a lot of the reporting I've seen. I've seen less talk about the whole Madam Web project as a movie, and uh, I've seen, I seen, I have seen it, but I've also seen some people talking about just her being Madam Web in the Spider Universe, and that's actually to me probably the more interesting thing aspect, uh, interesting about it than than the stuff about her being in her movie. There is a person, S. J. Clarkson, who's on board right now to direct this film, and there is a screenplay. Uh, uh, that 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 was penned so i guess the movie is still happening but to me i think madam webb's entire appeal comes from her ability to engage with various other characters within the spider universe and particularly uh and potentially rather in the mcu so that's kind of what i i would look at here i'm you know i don't i don't know if they're gonna make her julia carpenter that would be a pretty bold move considering Julie Carpenter is very new at being Madam Web, but considering Madam Web has been so old, it's just a very interesting decision. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I look, if she's not in her own movie and she's just floating around the, the spider verse, um, then that begs the question, what does the spider verse look like? You know, I mean, I don't know if I need to see her in a Morbius two or, Venom three, or I mean, I don't know. You know, I mean, we do we do know we're getting Craven. Um, too, boy. Never thought I'd be saying that. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, it's a different time nowadays. But, um, <laughs> but yeah, I mean, clearly there is a bit of a uh, clearly they're invested. That's what I'll say. Clearly, there's an investment in the Spider-Man brand, and that hasn't that hasn't you know been tampered or that hasn't been a Dampened, I should say, after the success of Spider-Man No Way Home. No, no, it's only been strengthened. Yeah, they're only going to continue to push these movies. And, you know, Madam Web is... That's their character that they could use to interwove uh, some of these... Or interweave some of these uh, these storylines. And these universes that are not connected. Um, Could we have a situation where we have Tom Hardy and Andrew Garfield, you know... Uh, interacting with each other because of Madam Web, and you know, maybe we get a Miles Morales that they cast, and he's in some of these movies. And I don't know. They, I mean, they, I don't know if they know right now what they plan on doing, but I think they know that Madam Web is going to be an important character in that fact. And you know, I mean, this is for Dakota Johnson, this is sort of, sort of her chance to kind of get into one of these blockbuster popcorn. You know, movies, family movies, as opposed to uh, being kind of pigeonholed as the, the Fifty Shades uh, actress. Yeah, for sure. And the last thing I will say on this is the one important note about Madam Web is Madam Web is, at least the original version, is technically a mutant. So 
Is there any <laughs> chance that there's some crossover with Marvel's uh, introduction of mutants that will be coming soon that explains uh, this casting? You know, if you're talking about I, I an origin. On Unless Kevin Feige was involved in it. Yeah, which that to which we do not know. So it's possible. This is, I mean, I don't, I don't think it's likely, but I think considering yeah. Madame Web is a mutant, I think it's, right. it has to be said, it has to be notified that that is a thing. She was born with her abilities as a, as a blind person who has this psychic ability and this ability to tell the future. So it's just, just something, something to put out there. Um, Staying with another uh, blind superhero, the cat is out of the bag, and Daredevil actor Charlie Cox it says he is now breathing a sigh of relief that he can finally talk about his role as Matt Murdock in the MCU. Cox called the time having to keep his No Way Home role a secret, quote, a nightmare. While remaining mum on what the future holds for his character, Cox notes that he hopes to have more crossover interactions with other MCU characters, something that he was not allowed to have during his Netflix run. He said, quote, I don't want to sound greedy, but I hope I get to do loads more. He added, I hope I get to be involved way, way more for many years. I hope it never ends. I hope it gets to the point where people are like, you are too old to be playing this part. Kendall, I, I thought the question I wanted to pose with this I thought was interesting because in this conversation he had, and forgive me, I don't have the the, um, the outlet he was talking to off the top of my head, and I'll mention it you know, later on in the segment. He talked a lot about this idea of being able to work with other actors, work with other characters in the MCU, characters outside of the whole, I guess, Daredevil, you know, family that we saw grow with Netflix, which is, I think, what a lot of people want. But I guess my question to you is, if Marvel's plans are to have Daredevil kind of just show up in a lot of different places, which has been the rumor that we've been hearing, that he's going to show up a lot of different places, and if a Daredevil series isn't actually on the docket, would that be disappointing would you still be satisfied that you'd have a very active daredevil that doesn't include a rebooted tv series no i wouldn't i wouldn't be disappointed in the slightest um you know it's tough to say what i would do if i was kevin feige um and and i was in this situation would i decide to to go to to go the route of making a reboot i don't know what i will say is it's a tough decision to make so I don't blame them for not going in that direction. Um, you know, I feel like Daredevil is a character that, uh, look, we already got his series, which was really good. Um, but right now in the MCU, uh, it's 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 going to be tough to, first of all, top what they did in the first series. And then also, given how the MCU has been framed, if you do make another Daredevil series, it has to be more family friendly, you would think. Maybe that maybe that's maybe that's elite. Maybe they they have plans at Disney that we don't expect. But as of right now, all the shows have been PG thirteen at the most. So I don't know if there really is a path for you to make a Daredevil series right now that makes that makes obvious sense. Um so I I mean his character, on the other hand, does make obvious sense to show up in other things. You know, you have to make those situations make sense. You can't just say, yeah, he's in the Guardians fighting, uh, you know, Howard the Duck. You know, it's got <laughs> to make sense. Right. But um, but obviously there are a ton of heroes, as we, we already saw with Spider-Man. We'll likely see with She-Hulk. Um, 
we'll almost certainly see with Echo that make sense for Daredevil to be interacting with them uh, and, and, you know, potentially in, in, in heavy roles as well. And then it gives you a chance, as we talked about with Echo, I mean, Echo is a character that, you know, for a lot of people, if they didn't think Daredevil was going to be in it, maybe they wouldn't really care that much. But maybe after seeing, you know, it's one of those things where it's like you come in wanting to see Daredevil, then you get exposed to a character like Echo, who's not, we're not familiar with. And then maybe, you know, that becomes a character that, you know, improves her stock, you know? And, and so I, you know, I don't think there's any, there's nothing but good things when you're talking about putting Daredevil in these other properties. Okay. So Kendall, Kendall says that he would be perfectly fine if a, if a, if a revival or reboot of the TV series was not in the cards for Marvel. Shamari, would you be satisfied if that was the case? If Daredevil still remained very active in the MCU, which it sounds like will be the case. Um, I, I honestly, I kind of agree with Kendall. I mean, I think I would be. Wow, wow. I, I thought I, I feel like you love Daredevil more than even us, which is saying a lot. I think me and Kendall also love Daredevil more than anything. But so I'm surprised. I thought you would be like, nah, we needed, we need a new show. So that's interesting. Okay. I mean, I want a new show, right? But yeah, of course. At, at the same time, um, you know, I, I I want it to be done right. You know, I don't want them to just. All right, now here's your new Daredevil show, and it's like, okay, with who? With what plot? He's in the MCU universe now, so what are we doing? You know, so, um, so yeah, I don't know. I mean, I'm I'm okay with them as as long as he's active. He's he's in just things in the MCU. Um, I'm not necessarily in a hurry, um, and I in you know especially particularly with what what happened with uh, Kingpin, um, you know I want them to start developing more mature content like Deadpool and Blade. I'm assuming, hopefully, I guess when it when that yeah, comes out, Blade Blade would definitely make sense as a crossover. Uh, you know, yeah. so I'm, I'm 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 hoping that they 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 can at least go into that universe before they bring Daredevil back. So that that can be a more mature show as well, because I think that show uh, did very well in that regard, with it being more mature, for more mature audiences. Um, I think it it serves it, all the characters, all the Daredevil characters, better as well. So that's what I'm hoping for. So I'm not I, I'm not I'm, I'm not exactly clamoring for the show right away, but it gives me hope that you know that Cox wants to do the role and he's excited for future projects and things like that. So I mean that's good news. Yeah, I, I actually I just started watch rewatching Daredevil again. I'm um, like four episodes into season one, and man, is it good! And it's good, and, and it's funny because I wanted to watch it again because we talked about you know, there's a lot of conversation about you know the Wilson Fisk character and Marvel's decisions with it in the Hawkeye series, and of course Charlie Cox showing up in Spider Man and knowing that he's a he's gonna be a piece of the future for a long time. And we talked about, you know, these characters needing that kind of gritty, that mature teeth that would be needed to, to push their stories in a much more uh, engaging and effective way. So I wanted to watch the show again. And boy, is that show good. It's so good. It's crazy to me that um, we got a character who's so high end like Daredevil in terms of Marvel heroes on television. And they gave us something so raw and so real. And. I gotta be honest. Watching it again, the 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 violence and the true 
nature, the two there's a there's a horror and almost thriller element to the dangerous threats that, that appear in Daredevil that just can't be duplicated by doing it PG thirteen or PG. You just, you just it just can't be done. And it it definitely was an element that made the show great. So when we ask the question, will we be satisfied if there was not a full reboot? I guess my question is, it depends. Like, if Marvel was going was going to do a a much more watered down version of Daredevil, it would probably be pretty good. But I don't think it, I don't I just don't think it would hold a candle to what Netflix did from the show I'm currently watching again. Like, I, I think that that would be a, a far cry from what we already seen, and I wonder if they'd be better served not trying to reduplicate that. Is you'd be better served to say, let's just have him show up in things. Let's, you know, you can even put him in a team at some point. But I, I don't know if if the bar was set so high and there was a certain standard that was established that really worked and worked so well for so many reasons. To say that we're gonna mix, you're gonna mess with that recipe in any regard could be a problem. You know, there's a reason why it's like when you're baking and the amount of ingredients you use and the the, the measurements are very important when you're baking. Sometimes TV shows are the same, where there's a certain amount of ingredients you have. You can't just take, a couple, you can't use less of this and more of that to make things work. Sometimes it just doesn't work. And I think watching Daredevil, rewatching it again, I don't. Th- I mean, could you maybe could, could people not curse as much? Sure. I mean, that's something you could probably take out. But I think in terms of the violence aspect, like I don't think you could just say we could do we'll do less violence. This would be just as good. I, that that I don't know. That 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 would that would be a tough. Order, especially because I just saw, I just saw Daredevil. You know what I'm saying? Like it'd be different if I never saw a Daredevil TV series. If there was never, if the Netflix show never existed, and Marvel came to say, "Hey, we're doing Daredevil. It's PG-13." Probably fine. It'd probably be great. I probably would like it, and so it'd be. We could just move on. But because they've already set the standard for what a Daredevil show can be on TV, and we saw it be so violent and so mature and so effective in those uh, tactics. I think if they try to do something that's more watered down, that's what it would look like. It would look like a watered down version of what we already saw. So that's why I would say it's mixed. I would like to see them either try to do something that's very similar to what they already did. Now, where do you put that? I don't know. Because it doesn't appear that they want to put that kind of mature content on Disney+. Plus. They've never done a radar movie. So I guess there's, a, there's an issue with that. And they'd have to figure something out with that. But I think that's the only way you can really do this series, to be honest. Yeah, I mean, I agree. Uh, you know, that's that's what makes it kind of tough. Um, again, you know, obviously Hulu is also in the Disney family, but they they haven't made that they haven't they haven't made that move yet of putting anything that's MTU on Hulu. Um, so we'll see if they if they if they if they go down that rabbit hole. But man, um, I don't know. Are there any? I mean, Shamari mentioned Blade, which could be interesting. Are there any other properties that that we're not talking about? Because when we hear Daredevil going to be in it a lot, mm-hmm. he's going to be showing up a lot. I mean, again, what we know is we think She Hulk, we think Echo, and then after that's kind of we don't really I mean, know. I mean, I, I mean, I think Blade. For sure, as Kenneth Shawnee mentioned, um, we know Black Knight's gonna be in Blade. 
it, it, you know, I mean, it's possible. But yeah, he's. I he's mean, Blade does a lot of stuff in New York City. So. Yeah. yeah, I was gonna say Spider Man. Um, you know, of course, Spider Man, which we've already seen. Right. Um, yeah, here we go. No, you mentioned She Hulk. She Hulk being a lawyer as well. That 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 lends itself to, you know, crossover stories. Um, yeah. And then we'll yeah. see if they have, you know, people talking about a Secret War movie, things like that. Like if there's if they have another mega event, could Daredevil be a part of it? They're definitely, they're definitely, you know, making him stronger. You know, so um, they're they're trying to make him an Avenger level character. Uh, so I don't know. It'll be interesting. It's funny. I mean, he also he was he also dated Black Widow for a long time, which is interesting. And we've seen uh, Yelena spend time in New York City now. She loves the city. Uh, is that something that they explore? Yelena, you know, already had had a run in with Echo, so of course his 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 association with Black Widow is of course the Natasha Romanoff character, but we know that that's not in the cards as of yet. And then there's this aspect of we still don't know what like if Iron Fist is a possibility. We don't know if Luke Cage is a possibility, which of course he's already interacted with those characters on the Netflix realm. Um. I wouldn't. I wouldn't put past someone like even Shang Chi, given uh, Daredevil's kind of interactions with the martial arts aspect of the MCU, ninjas, things like that. Like I totally see him maybe crossing paths with someone like Shang Chi for sure. So, I think those would be the characters I would I would look at and say that these would be the characters that make most the most sense. I think they gotta be careful though. I don't want them to just put him next to anybody. Like he shouldn't be like you know showing up, uh, you know on the guardian ship or, you know, going on the mission right. with Thor, that would be kind of weird. But I think Matt Murdock, Matt Murdock is very versatile because of one, his, his, who he is as a hero two his city and three, his occupation. It kind of allows him to kind of show up in big or small ways for a lot of people. So I think there's a lot of versatility in that. And that's why I understand, I kind of understand if it's true that Marvel kind of sees him as, his, as this ultimate utility player, that they can plug anywhere. I would understand that logic because of that. There are a lot. There are not too many guys that have all that in the same breath. You know, Peter Parker at the end of the day is you know a teenager, so he he you just can't have him everywhere. You know, it doesn't make any sense. But even if he is in New York City, but there there was a grown man. He's a lawyer. There a lot of the, literally this is all vigilante work we're talking about. People who are getting in run-ins with the law, whether it be police or courtrooms. Um. And, you know, he's in the city with the most heroes in it. So there's that, too. And, again, like, the, the amount of the villains he has, you know, someone like a kingpin who, who again, is like a villain for almost everybody uh, who's involved in New York City stuff. So there's there's reasons why he could make sense in that role, for sure. And there's there's plenty of outlets for them to go to. Any last thoughts on this, Shan? Uh, just um, I can't wait to see Daredevil, yeah, honestly, um, in, any, in anything. Do you like? Do you buy that? Do you buy these rumors that he's gonna show up in a yellow costume when we see him? That's what I keep yeah, hearing. In a yellow costume. Because um, remember, he, no. he, he that he he wore a yellow costume. He has worn a yellow costume in the comics. It's his first costume. Yeah. Um, no, I, no, I'm not buying that. I, I mean, I'm, unless it's like uh, that, better be an amazing costume. Because you know, because otherwise, because you, know, no. you know, one of uh. One of Kevin Feige's biggest things is if he's gonna do a character that's been done before, he gotta like do something different. 
He always says that. I think his costume will be a little different, but I but I don't think he's gonna I don't think he's gonna use the yellow one. Okay. And he's established already. He's established been Daredevil. They're kind of blending. It seems to be a blending almost of universes here. So, you know, I don't, I don't think he's gonna have that. Mm. Yeah. I'm I assuming would... he's gonna have the costume. I I don't want it, but you know. I mean... Wow. So can you you're more in line to believe that he will have it, and you're not a fan of it if they go that route. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, the people who have suggested that that's gonna be the case tend not to make things up. Wrong. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um. So I I, I would. I would, I would, I'm, I'm, I'm under the assumption that that's what we're gonna see if we, if when we see him. But man, it's gonna be weird. And mustard yellow. Yes, yeah, well, the I mustard mean, yellow. You know, I feel like, like that, I, mustard yellow. I feel like that costume is like, is like one of the biggest like vehicles for that costume is the humor of someone like Spider Man saying that you must be a blind man to be wearing this costume. Um, yes, I'm, I almost, I would assume that whoever he's across when he shows up will utter those same lines. I don't know. Like certainly she devil would make sense. We shouldn't see devil Jesus. She Hulk would certainly make sense potentially. Yeah, 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 Wise crack like that. Um, but yeah, I, I'm not, I, I don't know. I don't know how I feel, but I have to see it. I'll be honest. I'd have to see it. I don't want to just say off rip that I would not be for a yellow costume. It certainly is not one of his better looks. I would say it would be very fan service. I think to go with the yellow look, but I, I'd like to see it. That's what I have to say. Is that I'd like to see it. If it looks I then maybe maybe I can rock with it. But um but yeah, it is a it is a bizarre look to say the least. And it would be bold by Marvel to do it, but again, like I bring it up because we know Feige, again, if he's gonna do something that's been done before, he's always gonna wanna do it different and doing a yellow costume would certainly be a bold move in that direction. Okay, let's uh let's wrap up the show talking about D C stuff here. So the Batman is about a month away from hitting theaters, and we are starting to get some early box office projections for the Matt Reeves film. According to Box Office Pro, the Batman reboot is tracking to rake in between $135 million and $185 million in its North American debut opening weekend. In, uh, in, the, in its uh, explanation, it notes that, quote, Advanced tracking, social activity, and trailer imprints for the Batman are the strongest of any release, excluding Spider-Man No Way Home since before the pandemic began. Preliminary metrics align closely with Captain Marvel, which scored the third highest uh, March opening in history with $153 million three years ago. But it also adds some potential uh, drawbacks, including the nearly three-hour runtime, which could limit the amount of showings in theaters per day and that there are many built-in risks that come with rebooting a franchise especially with christopher nolan's dark knight series being so beloved by fans and mainstream audiences so shamari what do you make of the 135 to 185 million dollar range for an opening weekend for the batman uh word of mouth is going to count for a lot here um mm, okay word of mouth is going to count for a lot if that's, it's a, that's a wide range to me. Like 135 and 180, that's a, that tells a different story of how good your weekend was. Yeah, That's not a it's, small, like, that's, even 185, yeah. that's a whole different stratosphere than 135. Yeah, exactly. So, so yeah, I, I, the, the reviews, um, you know, as much as the critics are sometimes annoying, I mean, what they say, I mean, people listen. And, and just what people say um, about the movie. You know, if people say, oh, this is crazy Batman, you gotta see this Batman. Um, I mean, I didn't think Joker was. I mean, I remember we were clowning on Joker when we heard about this movie. Who's gonna who's even gonna see that Joker movie? Yes. And you yep. know, I mean, look at what happened. 
So, you know, that's going to count for a lot here. Um, I'm very excited for this movie, so I'm expecting this to, to, to be more along the lines of the 185 plus range in terms of, um, in terms of, uh, it's opening weekend because I just think it's, it seems. Great. And that's Planet of the Apes. So, um, so yeah, I mean, I, I just, you know. Um, so yeah, I, there, there, there really isn't a doubt in my mind that, that, uh, that this movie is going to be a success. Um, I totally buy those numbers. I wouldn't be surprised if it exceeded those numbers. I mean, this is Batman, Mm -hmm. uh, for crying out loud. So, um, so yeah, it it sounds about right to me. All right. Kendall, does it sound about right to you? 135 to 185 as a, as a, as opening weekend range for the Batman. Uh, yeah, I would say, I mean, I feel like that's, uh, I think that that's, I think that that's a little generous, uh, at least the 185 number. Really? Okay. Yeah. I mean, I could be wrong, but man, like a good Batman movie though, kind of, if it's, if it's, if it's like a really good Batman, if it's really good, that'll help. But I don't know if there's anything about this movie. I mean, what did Joker do? That is like, Joker was in like the, it did less than a hundred, I think. Yeah, yeah. Okay. I mean, Joker is rated R. Well, yeah, Joker. Joker, R, yeah, yeah, yeah. you know. <laughs> yeah. we, all, we all know how you feel about that. Kind of yeah, yeah, yeah. I know, right? I'm glad he didn't do it. <laughs> but, um... <laughs> but, yeah, no, I mean, I feel like uh, <laughs> we're we're safer for it. Um, I feel like we're in a we're in a, a climate for, where... For, I think for what it's worth, by the way, real quickly, uh, The Dark Knight did 158. It's opening. I did 158. It's a great number. It's a great um, number. And that could he do one fifty? I mean, I guess it's possible. The projection is saying. EJ, didn't you say like Captain Marvel did one fifty? Yes, right. Captain Marvel did one fifty, which it says that I mean, that was a, yeah. and Marvel. that was also a March opening, and um, yes, so they expect it to be kind of in that. In I can't, that. I can't open my phone without seeing a Batman ad. Yes, I mean, it's gonna be big. I mean, what did Spider Man do? It was like two hundred. I want to say it was, it was close. It was... Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I'm, I just, I'm look it up while you. While you I guess that's that's what I'm more. I don't want to say worried about, but that's what I'm more like. I I don't know if it's not going to do Spider Man, uh, and I guess that's not what this projection is saying it's going to do. But um, I feel like everything that we've seen during this pandemic, you know, it's kind of been Spider Man or nothing. You know, like Spider Man made everything. Bad. Yeah. And another thing I think is going to yeah, everything though, else is kind of struggled. Is that I think the case numbers are going down. Not to get all you know talking about COVID and all. Right, that, right, right. But the case numbers are going down. You know, which yeah. is a good thing. You know, just 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 generally, that's a good thing. But I think it's it is going to help this movie. I, I really do. Yeah, yeah, that that should help. Um, we're about a month away, so you know that that as we as we continue to see the declines, hopefully that that'll be uh, less of a factor. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, no, I think that to me, what what's gonna, I don't say hurt this movie, but I don't think it's gonna have the same, you gotta see this movie in the theater right now appeal that Spider-Man had. Like Spider-Man, no, no, of course not. and now, okay. Spider-Man did 260 million in North American theaters yeah. opening weekend. Yeah, yeah, I mean, Batman that's doesn't have to, that's, 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 like I, like I, like I tweet, that's, I'd say that, 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 that's yeah, Barry, yeah. that's Barry Bonds, that's Barry Bonds 2001 numbers right there. Like, it's yeah. just it's stupid. Yeah. 
in here, Dr. Fauci's, uh, he's cringing uh, <laughs> at those numbers. <laughs> but, um, but no, I mean, we, like, and that, and then that's fair. But I, I, you know, I don't think it'll, I don't, it won't be anywhere near that unless there's stuff in that movie that we don't, that we, that we're not expecting, you know, some sort of, oh, the Joker's in it or some, you know, actor that we're just, have no idea, you know, that's even in it is going to show up and be the, be the villain. Like if that happens, word of mouth could, could, could lead it to, you know, those types of numbers, but also it's the rewatch, you know, and that's not opening weekend, but if we're talking about the overall box office, that'll be a big number as well. You know how it's got to be really good for that to happen. The opening weekend, a lot is a lot of that's going to be due to hype, and we'll see where the hype is in a couple of weeks. I don't think it's gotten to Spider-Man level yet, but it's still time. Do you know that Batman Begins only did forty-eight million at the box office in two thousand five? Uh, I'm not surprised. Weekend. That's like you're not surprised. That's shocking to me. It's still Batman. Yeah, no, yeah. But I, don't know why. That, you know, I, I guess like that, that, that was pre. I guess that was pre the superhero exposure. Yeah, but see, yeah, I mean, what was the last Batman that movie of. before that? <laughs> I mean, you know, Batman and Robin. Yeah, you know, Batman and Robin. That, the Batman, the Batman brand is a lot stronger now than it was. Yeah, Batman, Batman and Robin did forty-two million for what it's worth in the opening weekend. For keeping score. I mean, Nolan was already a made man at that point, but I don't think he was quite the name that he is today. No. That is 100% a fair point. Yo, they, like, tripled. They, like, tripled the, the box office opening weekend from Batman Begins to The Dark Knight. That's crazy. You remember the hype for The Dark Knight? The Dark Knight was, was nuts. No, I'm just saying, though, that's crazy. Yeah, he, um, those Ledger trailers? I mean, my goodness. Yeah, you had yeah, that, that, that was one of them you had to see this. See this you trailer. had to see that movie. <laughs> you had to see that movie. Yeah, I mean, when I, when I look at this, these numbers, uh, you know, to me, I mean, I I look at this in terms of what what is DC eyeing? What are they looking for? What are they expecting from a drop like this? I thought one thirty five sounded a little low. I'll be honest. Maybe maybe I'm being maybe I'm being too pie in the sky. Maybe I'm I'm putting expectations too high. I felt like if Batman did one thirty five. I thought that would have been a bad day for DC, but again, I, I, that could be unfair. One thirty-five is a lot. That's a lot. That's a lot of people going to see Batman. But I, I just, I guess, I feel like this this marketing campaign and and all the eggs they put in the basket for this universe, I would think they'd want a little better return. And I think I have the context of knowing that there's so much more Batman content that's a spinoff from this movie. Is why that maybe that's it could be clouding my judgment, but it actually could be in and in some ways it could be bolstering my case as to why I think something closer to that one eighty five number would be something I would want if I was DC. Should the should I expect them to get that? It's tough to say because you know we're in the pandemic, we don't know really what's going on, but I do feel like the hype for this movie is revving up to a pretty on a pretty high level, and this I mean this month is gonna be is gonna be big. And Shamari made a good point about the word of mouth being a big factor, and I agree. I expect the word of mouth for this movie to be great, because I think it's going to be a great movie. But I guess you just never know. You just never know until we actually see it. But DC and Warner Media has, has hitched their wagon to this project and this film creator and Matt Reeves in a way that they have not hitched their wagon to anybody in a long time. 
I'd say you can make an argument that it's more so than even Zack Snyder because while Zack Snyder was really kind of, well, the reason why I would say that is because Zack Snyder was doing other movies for them and it was supposed to be within his vision, but they they weren't bringing him to their 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 arguably their most important property, which is HBO. He wasn't touching that. They weren't bringing him to say, "Hey, we want you to bring do multiple projects on HBO within this particular universe." Like, like this is they've really they're going all in. They're putting all their chips to the table with Matt Reeves. It's a little surprising to me, only because we saw what happened when they did something like this before. But they're going all in. So to me, if you're going all in with him. And I only get 135 for opening weekend. Of course, it's only the opening weekend. It doesn't mean that you still can't get to your magic number for your total, whether that's a billion dollars, whether that's 700, 800 million, whatever that number is. You can still get to that. It's just we're just talking about just word of mouth hype, getting everybody excited, people rushing it to, to to see your project. I think the opening weekend is important, especially for a big franchise like this. Smaller franchises, it's not as important. It's more about the long haul. But I think for important a franchise like this, considering all they've put into Matt Reeves as a film director and, and as a filmmaker and the the plans they have moving forward with his universe. I, I think they'd be disappointed if they sold one thirty five. That's me. I would I would want to see at least one fifty and one sixty and again the one eighty five range would make me feel very good. It'd make me feel okay. We did the right thing. Because this is their only you know I mean we I I'm I'm not gonna pretend like this is not some there isn't some level of competition between Disney and Warner Media when it comes to Marvel and DC. There is. There just flat out is. There always will be. There has been that competition since they started making these comic books. So if you do Spider-Man and you do 260, I mean, if you, no one expects them to do those numbers, but then if you do half of that for what you're trying to do with the Batman universe moving forward, I think they'd be a little disappointed. I'll be honest. Yeah, and... um I think that, um, I mean, I agree with you. I, I do. I certainly think that competition is is definitely there. Yeah, it's, a, it's um, there. I I also think that one, another thing that's going to help Batman is I think just um, I think it helped Spider Man. I think it helped every. I think it's it, it's helping now, particularly in this era of of uh, in this section of the whole pandemic, people are going to want to go out. You know, we're going through this Omicron wave. You know, the 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 I guess the 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 experts, the smart people, are, are saying that you know it's going to start going down and it's going to continue to go down. Hopefully, you know, fingers crossed. And people are going to want to go out. You know, this is kind of a rough winter for a lot of people, and people are going to want to get the heck out of the house. Spider Man was kind of this the bright spot for a lot of people <laughs> for this whole kind of winter. Uh, time this whole Christmas holiday season time, we're getting into that kind of that kind of post holidays lull where you're just kind of like okay it's just cold and, and gloomy and, dre- and dreary and and uh, a lot of shoveling a lot of snow a lot of bad weather right. and then March is coming you know the sun will start coming out people want to go see a good movie I think that's gonna I think that's gonna that's gonna help this movie a lot I really do. You would think so. Now, Spider-Man had the had the had the while it was cold and stuff. Spider-Man did have the kind of holiday season. It did spirit, yeah. spirit kind of around it. It wasn't on Christmas, you know, week, but it was the week weekend before. 
Yeah. So that that definitely helped it. Families, yeah. But, but um, but yeah, I do think that we're gonna be coming in a stretch where, of course, we had Super Bowl this weekend, but then after the Super Bowl, kind of comes a bit of a lull in terms of major events that we can kind of all gather around for until really the spring and summer start. So the Batman is gonna be somewhat on an island of its own. You know, March Madness doesn't start at that point in time yet. You know, Super Bowl would have been months, weeks and weeks before. You know, it's it's a it's a it's a decent slot. You know, Mars can be a little bit of a weird slot, but as we've seen with Captain Marvel, for example, like I said, the last movie that did really well, um, you know, that the Mars slot can be pretty pretty solid, as Shamari mentioned. So I do think that's a good point. Kendall, do you do you feel do you what do you think of that assessment I made that one thirty five would be a disappointing week for DC and Warner Media? Do you feel that's harsh? Because there's, there's like the the devil on my shoulder is telling me that's harsh, EJ. Be nice, and then there's the the or no, rather the angel on my shoulder is telling me that's harsh. And then the devil on my shoulder is like, nah, nah. If they get one thirty five, they they cooked. That that that's so so I'm kind of weighing back and forth, but I'm leaning more towards that dark side of me that's saying one thirty five for a movie that's supposed to be getting all these spinoff projects for HBO show that's gonna be big budgeted as well. That's I don't know if that's I think you want a bigger number. I don't know. Uh, I mean, it's a pandemic, so I mean, all of these numbers okay, are, are relevant. I don't really know what a big number is in, in 2022. I mean, we just had Spider-Man, which was blew the blew the doors off, but was that an anomaly? You know, of course, DC would want to do something like that, but you know, uh, that was something that that was again complete anomaly. I can't imagine that being uh, replicated. So. Yeah, I mean, I feel like uh, I feel like this is a a movie that if if they get to that 135, you can't. I mean, obviously the projections have that as low end, so based off of the uh, of the data, you you'd be uh, underwhelmed. But just in general, and also budget matters as well. Um, I'm assuming. I mean, I'm assuming it was definitely over 100 million, but you know, was, was it a 200 million dollar budget? If you know, it'll make it's gonna make that money back. Uh, you know, it doesn't make you know a billion. You know, that's the other number. Honestly, I think they're more worried about the overall box office than they are the the opening weekend. You know, that's where your real, that's where the real money <laughs> lies. Um, and again, that you you would hope a Batman movie is a, is a billion dollar movie if you're making it. Um, Batman v Superman made money, but it disappointed. I think. Uh, Based off of word of mouth not being great, um, we'll see. You know, again, like Shamari makes a great point. If this movie's not a classic, I think that'll hurt it. Mm. Well said, Kendall. I mean, we're going to end it there. Thank you guys for checking out this edition of the New Generation Hero Talk podcast. Of course, if you enjoyed this show, be sure to check out all of our episodes of our podcast on the New Generation Podcast Network. You can find it on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, SoundCloud, Stitcher, and TuneIn. Also, be sure to check us out on YouTube, New Generation Media. You can find more of our video content on there. Make sure you follow us in the, uh, on social media, all of our social media accounts. We're on Twitter, New Generation Pod, Instagram, New Generation Podcast, and Facebook, New Generation Media. Um, and follow us individually on social media. You can find me on Twitter, EJ underscore Stewart, Instagram, Action EJ. Kendall could be found on Twitter, New Gen Ken. You can find Shamari on Instagram and Snapchat, MCSham22. Thank you guys again for checking us out. For Shamari, for Kendall, I'm EJ. Take it easy, guys. Peace.